sounds. Beautiful to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work that Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. If your runs are starting to feel monotonous or you're having a tough time getting started at all and you could use some extra support, this episode is for you. I'm Well and Good Director of Podcasts, Taylor Camille, and in this episode, we are live from our House of Good in Venice, California, with plenty of tips to help you keep up the pace. I'm joined by Nike Run Club coach and co-host of this episode, Beck Wilcock, as we explore how runners Carla Anguiano, Alejandra Castillo, and Megan Ono boost the support around them. As always, please share the show with a friend or share any of your thoughts with us in an email at podcastatwellandgood.com. Enjoy! Eva mentioned this is our panel conversation in support from Nike, Soul Support Conversations. This is our first live podcast. So if we could just get a round of applause for that, because it's amazing. So thankful, thankful for all of you for showing up um, for yourselves and for these people and all the things and the conversations we're going to have. Can I put you all on the spot for a minute and get a show of hands of who is subscribed to the Well and Good podcast? Because we might need to change some things here. Yeah. Any hands? Okay, okay, look around. Ask them how it is. And like get on your podcast app, whatever you want. We're on everything. And then subscribe. So you can listen to these conversations and other conversations that we have. Um, I'm Taylor Camille. I host our podcast. I'm the director of podcasts at Well and Good. And we love having conversations around wellness and support and Bringing people like these people together. I'm here with my co-host today, Beck. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm Beck Wilcox, Nike coach, uh, mother, and athlete. And I'm so excited to be here to chat with you all today. So we have an amazing group of runners here with us today. And I'll let them introduce themselves, and then we'll get started. Hi, everyone. My name is Megan Ono. By day, I work in the social impact space, helping corporations and nonprofits partner together to make really great change in our communities. I have always been active running around with my sister and family growing up and playing sports, but wasn't until recently that I identify as a runner, um, as a person, and I'm just really excited to be here and grateful for all that running has brought into my life. Hi, everyone. My name is Carla Anguiano. And I am the director of operations for a nonprofit that works with character development with inner city kids, and they also run. Mm -hmm. And until recently, I've identified as a runner as well and did my first marathon. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Alejandra. Um, I've only myself been running for a couple of years now, going on into my fourth marathon in October. Um, and I'm just really grateful for this opportunity to speak on my experience with running and with building my health up for the past few years. Nice. Well, let's dive into it. Um, I would like each of you to tell me about your running practice and how and why did you get into running? Because that's always the question. <laughs> how did it happen? And what does support mean to you in regards to that running practice? 
Megan, we'll start with you because we're going in line here. <laughs> so for me, like I said, growing up, playing sports, being active, I've always enjoyed just moving my body. And I think getting into running for me in the beginning was how can I stay in shape and keep my body healthy? And I think that relationship has changed um, over the course of the past five years, especially with long distance running. It's become more than just the physical health. It's helped me get through challenging life events. It's brought me community. Um, and more recently, I'm coming back from a knee injury. So having um, that community and support of people cheering me on, getting me back and motivated to get back into the space um, is why I keep going and going to keep going for as long as I can. Yes. Let's start off with how I started uh, getting into running. I, unlike Megan, I was not, you know, into sports. I did not run. I hated running. And one of my friends invited me to a run club in Koreatown, and I said no. <laughs> and later, you know, after a few times of her asking, I finally agreed, and I hated it. I thought my lungs were going to collapse, and I was red, and I was like, what is all this water coming out of me, you know? Um, I was sweating. <laughs> and uh, little by little, when people started meeting me and knew my name and said, hey, we'll see you next week. And I'm like, no, why? Um, and that's how I started. And I started running because of the community, because I felt accepted. And let me tell you, I was the last one at every, every run. And they have something called a, a sweeper that is the person that stays at the very end of the, of the runs and just stays with you so you're not by yourself. And so I got to know them very well. And um, it, it, was, it was great because I got, you know, a one-on-one -on -one time, but it also motivated me to be consistent with my running so I don't have to be the last one. Not that it's a bad thing, but it motivated me to continue. So the community part, like Megan said, is definitely great and that's what I. That's why I started running. <laughs> I was pushed into it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Uh, yeah. So my running practice was actually, at this point, an accumulation of what my relationship with running has grown into. Um, so when it's now that it's centered on the focus of yeah, I'm going to be training for another race. It's a little more, um, you know, by logistic. You know, you have to make sure you have the right gear. You have to make sure you're waking up early for those long runs, and you have the support around you for sure. Um, but obviously, when I re recollect on that, I'm thinking of how the fact that only just a few years ago I wasn't running that much at all. Um, kind of, uh, kind of relate to your story where it's in the sense that I'm just building to better my health. Um, always struggling with the fact that um, I was just not in a healthy state. Um, and without going into detail, I just thinking of all the possibilities on how to lose weight, how to like take care of my physique, how to make sure um, I'm feeling good um, when I'm going out into the sun or something. But the only main reason I started was because it was the fact that I had a good influence over me. Um, my dad, who's in the audience, <laughs> he, oh, yeah. he's a marathoner himself. Yeah. So um, just watching him, his journey, how he never pretty much gave up with uh, a lot of difficulties we had growing up. But I never got inspired, uh, kind of like in a sense, like, what, what is running? Like, why, why is he running so much? I never got inspired until most recently, just two, three years ago during the pandemic, where, I, you know, all the gyms are closed. You have, nowhere, you have nowhere else to kind of, like, work on your health. Um, so I'm going to take up and running. I'm going to go into the streets and see where, 
Um, if I can just run for 30 minutes or if I can just run even now for an hour. So over time, um, you start running into people, literally, <laughs> you know, you run into people in your neighborhood and they're inviting you to their running clubs and, and to just run with them. And, and yeah. yeah, now we're here. Just I wanted to run with a group one day and now they're helping me train for the next marathon. It, isn't it funny how you see a runner and they're kind of annoying at the start. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, your dad was probably like, come on, let's do this. Yeah. So it makes me so happy. And you're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> runners. Yeah. No, you're like, runners, let's go. <laughs> and so the community builds and exactly. grows. And it's amazing. Um, Megan, you touched on this a little, but I wanted to just dive in a little deeper about what community really looks like in your running journey. And then as a captain of a run club, how you know, has that been affected your journey as well? Sure. So I think everyone touched on it. It's hard. Running's hard. It's lonely. It's challenging for physically and mentally. So the fact that when I run, used to run by myself in the pandemic as well and before, you could just stop and be like, okay, I'm done for the day. And, and no one would notice. No one would care. Yeah. But when I go out with my run clubs and at races and any space where there's people, you see someone in front of you or behind you or next to you, and that's just, okay, I have to keep going. It's that accountability. Yeah. It's knowing that safety even, right? If something were to happen to me, someone's around, um, someone's waiting for me to come back to our home base. So I think in that sense, it's it just makes it easier, more fun. We go out for food and drinks after. Um, it, it's just a really safe and enjoyable space. And that's really, as a run captain, one of our main goals is to create an inclusive and welcoming space for runners of all levels, walkers, people who just come for the food and drinks. Um, uh, Me. <laughs> everyone's welcome. And I think uh, what I enjoy most is being able to connect with people. Running is the vehicle that brings us together, but we're able to learn about everyone's unique life paths and stories. And on our long runs, I've had conversations and learned about you know, people's history and their families. So um, that's really what I do. A lot of logistics, planning the routes, uh, organizing events. A lot of what our run club does is giving back to community. So like I said, when you run into people or run into businesses, we're on foot. So we can see what the community looks like around us, supporting those businesses, supporting the people who live and grow up there. Um, and then really just being a friend, yeah. <laughs> being that person that... Yeah. Someone can come up to and say, hey, what's the route again? Or are you signing up for this race? What should I do? And giving those tips and advice that I've learned along the way yeah. to make that journey that much easier yeah. for anyone who's just starting out. Yeah. Megan touched on inclusivity. So Carla, I wanted to ask you, what does representation look like for you? And when do you feel seen? Oh, man. <laughs> So I, I don't have your typical runner's body. Um, I'm a minority. I'm a Latina, and I'm a woman. And when it comes to running, a lot of people identify it as a male sport. And you don't see Latino runners. And so to me, it's very, very important to ensure that I represent not only you know women or those who identify as women, but Latinas in general. And that's why when I post on my Instagram and on my social media or when I work with the nonprofit that I do, it's very important for me to talk about the highs and the lows. Uh, running is amazing. Running helps you mentally. It helps you physically. When I, during the pandemic, I gained so much weight and I'm you know, just starting to lose it. But a lot of people forget about the mental health part of it and how it helps you 
literally be seen. And so that's why I like to talk about, you know, the good and the bad because it makes you feel like, oh, okay, so runners is not, it's not just about running and, and hitting personal records and it being, you know, great. No, it's about figuring out what to wear as, you know, someone with hips and, and thighs. And, um, and I want to make sure that everyone is aware that they can do that too, that they can run, that they can be part of a community looking like someone like me. Yeah. And the second part is um, maybe also when did you feel empowered and why is running so important to feeling empowered, especially in your body? It took me a long time to call myself a runner. It wasn't until I ran my first marathon, even though I did 5Ks and 10Ks and half marathons. And it took friends, like someone here in the audience, to remind me constantly that even if you run a mile, you're a runner, right? If you walk a mile and you run another one, you're still a runner. And so it took family, it took friends, but unfortunately for me, it took a whole marathon for me to say, hey, I'm a runner. Mm -hmm. and, and that sucks, so I wanna make sure that I remind everyone that even if your mile is a 14 mile pace, which is where I started and it's totally okay, um, or you're a five minute mile person, regardless, you're, you're a runner. So I wanna make sure to empower everyone and to let everyone know you can do it. <laughs> if I did it, you can too. Yeah, that is sadly the truth with most runners, is they, they don't call themselves a runner until they've done like some huge event. It's like that one mile is so important. It's like, hey, if you start running, you're a runner. Yes, <laughs> even if you can't breathe. <laughs> but do do that. <laughs> yes, but do breathe. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> we need that. Alejandro, I'm going to um, get this question over to you. How can goals and running help achieve the mindset, physically and mentally, um, to be, you know, more confident within yourself. Oh, yeah. How do you use running as a tool? Um, yeah, I mean, it, in all in all, running is one of the biggest tools I do use um, for myself to just build the confidence in terms of, just to put it simply, even we're, we're mentioning a marathon often, um, you know, the marathon kind of really just represents such a great simile for life, you know, mm -hmm. such a great analogy for how you're trying to accomplish something really big for yourself. And it's as soon as you're able to get it done, no matter the tears, the sweat, like the blood that goes into it, you know, with anything, um, uh, at the end of the day, um, you're able to tell yourself, you know, I can do hard things. Yes. Um, and honestly, that's been just in in everything my family has gone through, uh, gone through, and we've been able to use that analogy a lot. It's just, um, you know, we're we're just like, it's like getting difficult, it's getting hard, but we got to remind ourselves that we're not alone. There's people literally on the sidelines, whether it's at a race or you know, just in our uh, personal um, endeavors. So just the running all in all, it just has helped me so much build what is like my self-esteem, um, assisted me with knowing that I can uh, apply for that job that I think I would have qualified for or like apply for this school that I didn't think I was going to go to, you know. So the little motivation it gives me to just accomplish personal goals. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be even consider, wouldn't even be considering that running would be, such a huge impact in my life had it not been honestly from the, from the start of my parents. So I've been very fortunate, very, I have that blessing of having their support since the start. Um, and knowing that even though you're, 
maybe your number one fan isn't around anymore. It's just, um, for example, like my mom supported me throughout this, but she's no longer with us. But knowing that she's still, you know, cheering me on and everything, it's like helps me build the confidence. Oh. Yeah. That's so, so beautiful. Um, the parallels in, in yeah. life too of, of running and just everyday chores. Like, yeah. It's beautiful to hear that it's helping you with your mindset uh, and physically and mentally, mm -hmm. like pushing through life. Um, and you've touched on community as well yeah. and how that supports exactly. too. Um, but I think that's, it, that's a huge um, difference when you have support within your running journey, you realise hey, support actually helps me um, and it can help me with my running, but then I can also ask for help in other avenues of my life as well. Yeah. Um, so I love that. Thanks. <laughs> so I want you three to identify three different types of support that you think is essential to running. All right? And Megan, you're going to go first. <laughs> the top three, top all right? Three. Okay. I know we were chatting a little earlier. Um, I mean, it always, for me, in all aspects of my life, community is the number one support for everything that I do, including running. So um, we were chatting earlier, having someone out there in the crowd at a race. Uh, for me, my family's here too, in person today. I'm nervous to speak here, but having them here uh, motivates me in everything that I do. So I think community is number one. Yeah. Having someone in whatever form, family, chosen family, friends. Um, second is goal setting. So knowing I sign up for that race and you'll have something ahead of you that you can look forward to, work backwards from. Um, and then I would say your, your self-confidence. Mm -hmm. I think no matter how many people tell you you're great, you're, you're an athlete, you're fast, um, you can do it. I think doing that work to find whatever it takes to encourage yourself. And you have to wake up in the morning. You have to hit that alarm and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to put on my shoes. I'm going to get out there. So I would say for me, um, community, uh, your self-confidence and goals and, the, and setting those goals to show up and have something to work towards at the top three. Perfect. <laughs> perfect answer. Carla, what do you Can't wait to get, oh, you're so fast. <laughs> <laughs> to someone you are. That's true. <laughs> so the, yep. um, okay, I'm going to get a little real. Sometimes during training for whether it's a half marathon or a marathon or a 10K, you lose toenails. Um, yes. And so I think for me, um, yes, uh, it hasn't happened to me, but I've heard stories. But I think to me, gear is very important, being able to feel comfortable while you run, being able to make sure that your knees feel great after your long runs, not chafing is actually a good thing. And so gear, uh, like the shoes that we're wearing today, is definitely very important. Um, number two, and I'm going to just jump on the community part is family and friends. It, it changes the way you feel about a run when you know that someone's at that finish line waiting for you. Whether it's your parents or your friends or your running community, it feels different knowing that someone's gonna capture that moment, you know, doing the ugly cry as you finish uh, and cross that finish line. And then lastly, it would be having a plan, whether that you wake up and say, I'm going to run 10 minutes today or 20 minutes today, or I'm going to start, you know, a couch to 5K plan, whatever that is, having a plan for your day changes things because it pushes you to move forward. Oh, I'm big on a plan. 
Yes. You know that. <laughs> Training holistically for running will actually make you a long-term runner is what I like to say. So yes. You're running for life. You're consistent. So, yeah, you're consistent. I love that. Alejandro, what are your three? They took them all. <laughs> no. You know what? That's, no. that's a good thing because no, you can bounce off them. Right. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I will bounce off the bigger uh, picture one, which is community. Mm-hmm. Um, when that can look many different ways for everyone, but um, would be specific to just like the, the friends uh, you gained through running or even your non-runner friends who think you're crazy and <laughs> you're running like, you know, on a Saturday morning instead of hanging out with them on like Friday nights or something. <laughs> so uh, being very specific to just friends who have been supporting you, whether it's sending you a text message in the morning or letting you know I'm, I'm proud of you or I can never do that, so good for you, you know, those <laughs> two things. Um, the second form of support would definitely be um, something a little more holistic, like saying, um, remembering your, your why. Um, asking yourself that that question anytime times get a little tough, whether it's because, I don't know, you, you missed a run or because it was just very difficult to find the right, like even the right gear because, you know, maybe your, your foot's too big or, you know, it's just like little things that come to question. Um, remembering why you're doing this, um, it could be as simple as because um, I challenged myself for the year and I'm going to get this done. Um, and then the third form of support, um, honestly, would just come down to um, remembering that this is a, a process of self-care. Um, and you're, with that, it, it branches out into how else can I take care of myself when and not let running become my only identity. You know, So just remember you're a person outside of running, and I'm going to take care of myself outside of this sport so that when I come back to it, I'm refreshed and I keep going. Yeah, I love all of those, mm-hmm. but I also love the why, mm-hmm. because the why keeps you going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to check internally instead of like the people always pushing you in support. It's like that internal support and your why mm-hmm. keeps you moving forward. So, yeah. And like Alejandro it. said before, it's like not just for running, but it's like this is supporting running and then running is supporting you through all the other things in life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the big picture. I hear you guys mention yeah. all the things. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is tips and tricks that you've learned to help you stay in the runner's mindset. Because let's face it, it's, it's kind of easy to start and you go through that first race, but years of running takes a t- certain type of mindset uh, and you actually have to create the habit. <laughs> you have to find the enjoyment um, and the right support and the right skills to actually keep moving forward with it. So what are your tips and tricks on staying in that runner's mindset. Yeah, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> order again. Oh, I like to mess up the order a little bit. <laughs> no, um, I think uh, I can share something that's been a little more recent, and it's literally writing everything down. Um, that's one of the biggest tricks that I've actually denied doing for a long time, and I thought, I don't need to. I can remember everything I did that day, or um, I, I was just so, I guess it was like some sort of pride thing. Like, I don't need to write down what went wrong that day as well. I'm going to forget about it. <laughs> but um, that's one of the biggest, uh, I think, tips I can give. Also, just writing everything down, journaling, um, how you felt, uh, it's, you know, what, what went well, what didn't go well. Um, and then as you're reading over it, like if it were a diary, you're re- at the same time, a lot can happen, and you're thinking, oh, this is why I'm doing it again. Um, I, I know I wasn't alone this day, and maybe that's why I felt very 
like motivated to do it. So now I'm gonna go out and make sure I'm always running with someone else or um, just remembering that there are things that worked for other people and not for myself. Um, so it's just remember it's, this is my a solo journey and and the biggest tip is basically again going back to the last question like what what is your why why where am I gonna keep going? Yeah. Um, if there's a moment where you feel like giving up midway or some reason, then make sure you already assign someone who's gonna motivate you <laughs> to keep going, right? Whether it's like I don't want to do this today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna text some, uh, someone else who's maybe who's been struggling, and you, you push each other forward. Yeah, you know? I, I love a journal. That's mm-hmm. a really good tip and tricks because yeah. you. It's, it's documenting what you've done, how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you bring it back to that like holistic health mm-hmm. of, hey, how much sleep did I get? Why yeah. am I feeling like this? Why yeah. am I tired? Have I eaten enough? <laughs> like, Ooh, <yeah. laughs> where am I at in my cycle? Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a really good tip. We'll go down the line. <laughs> All right, so I have two. Uh, one, either get really good music, a really good <laughs> podcast, or even turn on your Nike running app and listen to them help you get through that run. Coaches there are amazing and it truly helps because it keeps you focused on them and not on your running and, you know, being able to breathe again. <laughs> um, and then second, it's accountability. Tell a friend to meet you for a run. Tell a buddy and say, hey, let's go for, let's go for some miles tomorrow. And so when you wake up, guess what? You have to go because you have someone there waiting for you. So it keeps you accountable even when you don't want to. Because let's be honest, sometimes we're tired and sometimes training gets hard <laughs> or you've had a long week and so you just want to sleep in. So being able to maintain this accountability with someone and having some good tunes, you're good to go. Yeah, I really like that. And the coaches in the ear. Like that's very helpful, especially as you're getting started. Because like I said, you have to create that running habit. Most people will show up to that first run. The second run is really hard to get people to show up to the second run. But if you have some tools um, like a coach in your ears, that really helps. And music. I'm a big fan of music, podcasts. What about you, Megan? I think one thing that's helped me is celebrating the wins, no matter how big or small. Whether it's running your first marathon or for me recently, I improved my mile time from 12 minutes to 11.45. Yes! Coming back from my knee injury and and that's like, it might not be a big win to some, but for me that shows me I'm making progress and I'm I'm meeting some goal. And along the same lines as that, um, a big thing is to not compare yourself. It's so easy with everything our society has, all the, you can look through your apps and see how fast someone else is going or um, look through, you know, social media and see all these cool things or races folks are doing. But I think knowing what your own, as we've been talking about, your internal goals are, what is your why, what are your small mini goals that you're achieving um, to keep you motivated? Because it is a, it's a long-term sport. Sometimes training takes six months to a year and so you have to have that focus and mindset to keep going for the long haul and it's not going to be a a linear path there's going to be ebbs and flows and crisscrosses all around so if you can just keep um, celebrating the littlest wins to the big milestones and um, focus on on yourself internally to keep going i think that's the tricks i've learned along the way yeah and those little wins are like climbing a ladder 
even though it's not always linear. It's like you're climbing the ladder. You're still, you're still Getting, building. Making your way. Yeah. But you're winning. Yeah. 100%. I want to talk about uh, gear a little bit because a lot of people do not know that with running, you actually have to get gear. They look at other sports like basketball. You need a basketball. You need gear to actually perform on the court. But they don't realize that you start running. You are a runner. And running shoes, running sports bras, running gear is a big thing. Um, to make running possible and to do it with preventing injuries. So my question to you, Ellie, I feel like I'm picking on you a little bit. <laughs> next to me. <laughs> um, how do you choose the right supportive gear? Uh, for running, it's been a it's been a journey. <laughs> I didn't realize how much was involved with what you're wearing as you're running. Um, like I mentioned, my dad was a uh, runner himself, so I'm just thinking how he put on was his running shoes and like a big t-shirt and like his little gym his gym shorts, and then he just went up. Yeah. So um, you know, as as a woman, you're thinking, well, obviously, I need more than yes. <laughs> the sports bra. Yes. I need the sports bra. I need like the right, obviously, the right pair of shoes. Um, and um, it, it just came down to uh, thinking what what makes me feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, coming from others, I was doing um, playing other sports as well, and the gears made sense. Like I, I played rugby, and you had to wear like the the mouth guard. You had to wear like the the padding maybe around the head sometimes. Um, because you're colliding into people. <laughs> but running, uh, I, at this point, I, I realize it's an investment at the end of the day, um, just because it is, uh, times were a little tough at first and you can't really uh, spend so much on money on these, on these shoes, for example, or, um, or even on the clothing. Um, I just came to realize it's an investment. Like my, my feet will thank me for this later down oh, yes. the line, you know? My toenails. Too. My toenails, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just trial and error, uh, try different, trying different brands and just feeling comfortable with the fact that they've been that they're not the most like blingy shoes or whatever you could call mm -hmm. it, but they make me feel good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, keeping yeah. me okay. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I totally agree with yeah. you. And I think the import, two really important things for running, um, would be shoes to get the right fit because often I see people that don't have the right size of shoe and as a runner yes you will lose toenails but you also um, create injuries within your feet and your legs and therefore you cannot go and tackle that that long haul of running that lifetime friend that we want uh, and then for women it's it's sports bras like we I've done a lot of research in, in the world of creating a, a good sports bra that's going to be supportive and, and the shoes as well. The shoes are not just made overnight. They take years. Yeah. We talked about this earlier. Years like, of testing. Large shoe size matters. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a 10. You're a 10. It's great. Fine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So get a little tip is uh, to make sure that you have like a thumbnail of space in the end of your shoe yeah. um, to make sure that, that you have the right fit because... Yeah. You're, a lot of people don't know that and they wear a size too small for them and then the drama happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. This has been a really great conversation. I meant to ask at the beginning, like, who is in the room? So show of hands, who identifies as a runner? You don't have to have run a marathon. 
Hands high, please, can we? <laughs> like, yeah, we want to see you up the back. <laughs> and who identifies as like more of a support system? That person at the finish line. Hands up. <laughs> who just shows up for the food and the drinks? And the, okay, amazing. Um, we want to transfer over to questions and answers. I feel super supported um, having heard this conversation and inspired, honestly, to move my body and find the right shoes and do the things. Um, but if anyone in the audience has questions before we close out, we'd love to hear from you. You can step up to this mic we have um, and pose any questions you have. Okay. Um, I used to run a lot, and then I stopped for about 10 years. So if I was about to go back on my first run, what would you tell me? <laughs> think back. <laughs> like, think back. <laughs> I love these. Okay. <laughs> um, I would tell you to smile every mile. Um, and that. it's just short and punchy, but I find that it helps when you're returning to running, especially if you've taken a long break, the relationship is not that good. <laughs> you need to enjoy it. So smile the mile. I love that. Thank you. I would tell you to remember that a 12-minute mile is exactly a five-minute mile. You're still running a mile, so don't be too hard on yourself. When you get back, you may be slower than when you last left, but you know you can get there. I'm a little bit in that space as well. I, I'm coming back from an injury. I, have, I was immobile for a period, so it, it was challenging. But for me, I set little cues. I'll be like, next street light, just got to make it there. One foot in front of the other, I'm going to get there and then keep looking towards that horizon. I love the smile every mile. I, I do the attitude of gratitude of if I'm feeling out of breath, I want to stop. I just think about, I, I don't have to do this, I get to do this. I have the ability to be out here um, and move my body and, and take that next step. So set those landmarks in front of you for visual cues and then just think about this is something you get to do and, and be grateful and appreciative of that. Yeah, I would say something more just uh, what's visually appealing to you maybe. Um, you know, I know running around our state neighborhood could to get boring or tiring, so maybe choose a favorite spot by the beach, somewhere off when you're exploring. And it's like just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like 30 minutes even, I'm gonna go out and explore my city a little bit more um, and just enjoy, enjoy the ride there, <laughs> yeah. Okay, for runners who prefer to run alone or with like <laughs> music on, how do you recommend that they find community that way? Well, you mentioned it before. NRC has a really good app for community. Um, and I love this community. Might be biased because I'm a coach on that app, but we have millions of runners that are all running at the same time, um, same day, maybe same workout, and sometimes that just makes you feel like you're a part of something bigger than running on your own. And we have a lot of people that like to run on their own. I like to run runs on my own. It's like my meditation, a moving meditation, I'll call it, <laughs> um, which it's, it's good to run with music and listen to podcasts and still be a part of a, a bigger community on NRC. I would say create a challenge, a challenge group, and invite all your friends in this way you can motivate yourself and others as you see miles being added up. And this way you're on your own, but you're still part of a community because at the end of the day, you can still post and talk about it, about how all your friends did a certain amount of miles and it creates the sense of community and allows you to be able to be running on your own. 
amazing. Well, you don't have to run out of here. We have a lot of things for you guys to do. We'll mingle, you can try on shoes, we'll have music. And thank you guys so much for coming. And I think that wraps us up. <laughs>